Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. I'm Elizabeth Talbot. So, Elizabeth, you said there was a time of political upheaval in Argentina when you were a little girl, mm-hmm. and your father received this letter threatening to kidnap you mm-hmm. if indeed the family did not leave Argentina within 24 hours. Yes, because, uh, see, my, my father was a union president uh, for our denomination, which means that over there in South America, it was Uruguay, Argentina, and Paraguay. So he basically helped direct the the uh, the church work mm-hmm. for your denomination in mm-hmm. those countries. Yeah, yeah. He was a pastor for the Seventh Adventist Church, but he was also an an actual administrator. Okay. And so um, he was from Uruguay. Okay. And this was a time of political upheaval in Argentina. So we received a letter because he was from Uruguay, saying, "Go back to Uruguay within 24 hours, or we're going to kidnap your daughter." Hmm. Now, I was a, a little child, and, um, you know, notice was given to the schools, to everybody, that if some strange people came to get me, nobody could, uh, couldn't be released to anybody other than my parents. And uh, a preacher many years later talked about me, and I didn't know this. And, and one day somebody told me the story. He said that he came personally to ask me if I was scared. And he said that I said, no, I believe in Jesus. He takes care of me. <laughs> And, you know, and, the, the, the faith of a child is an amazing thing. Yes, and, and, and sometimes I wonder, why is it that we lose it later? Because I wasn't always like that later. You know, mm. you get somebody that betrays you, you get somebody that leaves, and then you start, you know, you lose your faith in mm-hmm. things. You know, I mean, you see little children jump into their parents' arms, not thinking, oh, maybe he will take the the arms away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's what childlike faith is. Believing that God will always be there, just as you believed that your dad would be there when you were a little girl, but also believing that Jesus would be there, knowing that God will not leave you, He will not forsake you. Yeah, no, no wonder, no wonder that you know Jesus said you had to be like a little child. You know, mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about faith, and um, we have this great event, obviously after the crucifixion, that we celebrate in Easter, and is the Sunday morning that Jesus rose from the dead. And this was an, an amazing story that in some ways it was expected um, when the Messiah would arrive. So the Old Testament does have passages of resurrection for the future. That's right. Um, you know, some people look at the resurrection story as being just a shock to everyone that no one anticipated anything like that could happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even today, though, when you think about it, if indeed you could actually positively prove that someone has been dead for three days mm-hmm. and then come back to life, mm-hmm. uh, the, the headlines that that would grab, it would be world wide, no doubt. Yes, and actually the whole Christian church started because of this reality. And if you have to know one sentence that they kept saying as a testimony, it was this, that they found the tomb empty. Mm. That the the body of Jesus was never found. Mm -hmm. And this is the most, um, how can I say, the historical criterion that we use Mm-hmm. is that uh, there were many things that were embarrassing about the resurrection story that they would never have made up. For example, that Jesus shows up first to women. Yeah. 
Uh, and if they were going to make up a story, they wouldn't. They would not have done that because <laughs> okay. that is that was not something that would validate the story because mm-hmm. women and their testimony yes. was not considered to be worth anything. Correct. So we have many uh, historical criteria that we use, but the key word is this: the the tomb was empty, and and resurrection was something that was expected for when the Messiah came. And uh, maybe you have a few Old Testament uh, verses that talk well, about we this. Well, we could look at Isaiah chapter twenty six, verse nineteen reads: "Your dead will live; their corpses will rise." You who lie in the dust, awake and shout for joy, for your dew is as the dew of the dawn, and the earth will give birth to the departed spirits. So yeah. here we find the resurrection uh, expectations in the Old Testament and yes, the book of Isaiah. Yes, see, resurrection is not something foreign to the Old Testament. It was part of of what they would um, they were expecting for the end of the age. For example, if I read in the time of the end section of Daniel chapter twelve. Verse 2, many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake. And so there was this awakening after death that they were expecting to happen uh, at the end of the age. So when Jesus is resurrected, there is this uh, understanding that um, the end of the ages have come upon them and that Jesus uh, has been vindicated in the judgment um, because they, they felt that those that were going to be resurrected were the ones that had passed the had judgment. Passed the and judgment. this is all and part of the yeah. Old Testament expectation. And obviously, Jesus did pass the judgment. His sacrifice was deemed to be uh, acceptable. Ju- <laughs> it is complete. Yes, and it, this is what the, the New Testament church understood, that those that were believers had passed the judgment along with Jesus because Jesus was being vindicated through this resurrection that was reserved for the end of the ages for those that passed the judgment. So, uh, when resurrection comes, um, and you can read all the story of resurrection, chapter 20. Now, uh, the, the believers have to come to believe that this has actually happened, that Jesus was the Christ, that he was the Son of God, that he had died, and that he was resurrected, and that this was the new reality that this church was going to be founded on. But, you know, when your hopes were set on one particular form of Messiah, and something else uh, seems to occur, then all of a sudden making that shift in your thinking is is more difficult for some people than it is for others. And certainly Thomas seems to be one of those for whom the paradigm shift was difficult uh, because he was the one who seemed to have the most struggle with this. Yes, and actually, you know, Jesus on resurrection morning shows up to the disciples, but Thomas is not there. And he says um, in chapter 20, after the resurrection, which we really invite you to read all of chapter uh, 20, Thomas says, I'm not going to believe because I have not seen the Lord. And verse 25, he says, unless I see his hands, the imprint of the nails and put my finger into the place of the nails, I'm not going to believe. You know, sometimes we look at this as being such a sign of disbelief, but it's also a sign of hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. Loving his Savior so much, he, he just cannot bear the thought that he's dead. Now you're telling me he's alive. I, mm-hmm. I just can't believe it. I can't set myself up for that kind of rejection and hurt again. I've already been through enough, unless I see it with my own eyes. Yeah, and this is interesting because Thomas uh, represents uh, many people because, you know, you. this is a big thing to believe. And Thomas, the story of Thomas is only recorded in the Gospel of John because he has as a primary topic belief. So he's going to bring this up through uh, what uh, Thomas says. And right after Thomas said this, Jesus shows up and says, peace be with you. And verse 27 and 28 are the climactic conclusion of the Gospel of, of John. Then he said to Thomas, reach here your finger and see my hands, and reach here your hand, and put it into my side, and be not unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord 
and my God. So, he's come from this point of, I won't believe it unless I see it. Now, he's seen it. Now, not only does he believe that he's alive, but he believes that this is indeed God. Yeah. He calls him God. And this is the big deal, everyone, because John started with a thesis, the Gospel of John, saying that the Word was with God and the Word was God. And um, here, Thomas is the only person in all four Gospels that calls Jesus God. God. Not just Son of God, Mm-mm. which also the Davidic kings were called, but he is calling him God. There's no doubt in anyone's mind what he thinks about Jesus at this point. Yeah, see here, we have, this is the deepest and most profound confessional um, formula that we have, my Lord and my God, and and the one that had uh, believed the least Mm -hmm. becomes to uh, believe the most. So, this tells us that there's hope for skeptics. (laughs) Now, in this country, people who say, I'm not going to believe it unless I see it, we Mm. we euphemistically say that they're from Missouri. You know, that's that's the old saying, I'm from Missouri. Unless I see it, I won't believe it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And so, so Thomas was, quote, from Missouri, so to speak, for those of you who understand that uh, that little euphemism. (laughs) Unless I see it, I won't won't. believe it. But when he saw it, he took this immediate leap and he Mm -hmm. said, all right. Now I believe in more than just believing that he is alive. This is my Lord, my God. And so, um, Jesus says to him in verse 29, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who did not see and yet believed. And here we get a blessing to all of us because we didn't see Jesus resurrected and we are believing that he truly was resurrected. Don't forget that the word belief and faith is a key word for John more than 90 times in his gospel. That is the link between the physical world to the spiritual world and Thomas has made that leap, and because he has seen, others have made the leap without seeing. That's right, and they get a blessing from and Jesus. They get the blessing from Jesus. And this is where John says, "Okay, let me tell you why I wrote this gospel. This was the very mm-hmm. reason." And he goes to what we call a purpose statement, perhaps the clearest one of all four gospels. Why he has written uh, his gospel, and he follows this story on the same chapter twenty, verse thirty and thirty-one. Many other signs, therefore, Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these have been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and uh, believing you may have life in his name. Oh, I love this purpose statement because John says, look, Jesus did a lot of other signs. Remember that in this uh, book, uh, the miracles are called signs because they reveal who Jesus is. And he says, many other signs he did, and I haven't been able to record them all. As a matter of fact, he ends the gospel saying, if I recorded them all, they wouldn't fit in the yeah, whole world. We don't have enough parchment in the whole world, not, not enough ink, he says, in yeah, order to write it But all. he says, these I have chosen so that, this is a purpose statement, that you may know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that when you believe in Him, you actually have life in His so name. So, believing is that link that takes us from the physical world to the spiritual, and the believing is that link which also gives us life. So, never leave the Gospel of John without understanding how a particular story helps you to know how is it that Jesus is actually the Christ and that you have eternal life in you, Him. You may be among that group of people that find yourself being from Missouri, mm. you know, needing to see something to believe. Well, there's plenty to see in the Gospel of John, in fact, in all the Gospels, you see Jesus Christ, and when you see, you have to believe. And when you believe, Jesus said, if you believe in me, you actually have now eternal life in your souls. And even if you don't have to see, believing is the link. Trust Him, believe Him. That's where life is. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. 
Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!